Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash am I the butthole. And if you love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's dive straight in to the good stuff. And our first story comes from Lavia, who says, am I the asshole for telling my boyfriend that he should have covered up his tattoos if he wanted any respect from my family? My boyfriend and I have been together for almost two years. We're polar opposites, but managed to work through our differences in the past. For some context, he's almost 90% tattooed up, up to his neck, and comes from a difficult background, to put it mildly. Today, he's employed and doing well for himself, but his upbringing was quite rough. I wouldn't describe myself as posh at all, but I come from a family where image, looks, and your accomplishments matter. However, I'd say I'm a little more casual than them. A few months ago, I finally got the courage to introduce him to my family. This was a huge deal to me, and I told him that first impressions would make or break everything. I told him that he will cover his tattoos, no ifs and or buts, because my parents are super old-fashioned. I bought him an outfit for the night to ensure he'd look presentable and classy. We had a practice run, and I told him what he should or shouldn't say, how to talk, how to address any of my dad's concerns, etc., At no point did he ever show any enthusiasm, so that was a bad sign. Fast forward to the dinner. It was an absolute disaster. Yes, my parents and sister were a little critical, but they're like that with any guy I date. My boyfriend was so pissed that he purposely unbuttoned the top of his shirt so that they could see his tatted neck. Of course, that offended my parents and a huge argument ensued. Not only were they telling him that he's not good enough for me, they were telling me how disappointed they are. It was a nightmare. To make it worse, my boyfriend told them I like his tattoos, which I do, but he was just adding fuel to the fire and that it didn't matter what they think. They told him to leave. It goes without saying that my parents have zero respect for him now. It was already difficult to convince them that he's much sweeter than he may appear. My mum has been hysterical and asking why I'm having intimate relations with someone who looks like they belong in prison. He's not a criminal. I've been guilt-tripped and made to feel like complete shit, all because he chose to wreak havoc. A couple of days ago, we were arguing and I told him that he should have hid his tattoos if he wanted any respect from people like my family. He was hurt and said that it's fucked up that I want him to change to gain respect from them. He even claimed that I'm obviously embarrassed to be associated with him and I'm not even worthy of any respect in his eyes. None of that is true, just saying. After that argument, we haven't talked much. So, am I the asshole for telling my boyfriend that he should have covered his tattoos if he wanted to establish a level of respect my parents could work from? It's not that they bother me. I think he's crazy attractive, tattoos or not, but he knew that my parents would freak out. Look, I definitely started off with a you're the arsehole in this situation, but what was the end game on this? That eventually, if your boyfriend kept his tattoos hidden, only spoke like you wanted him to for X amount of time, then eventually your parents would like him 
then he could be himself, then he could reveal 90% of his body covered in tattoos. Obviously not all of it. <laughs> and then he could talk like he normally does. But for the time being, he has to be a completely fake person, not someone that, that you love, but someone completely else. And he doesn't get to be himself. What the hell? You say you love his tattoos, you love him for who he is, but you're ashamed to take him to your parents. And the crazy bit is, is like, when you were telling him what to say, etc., you said he showed no enthusiasm. No shit he showed no enthusiasm. He couldn't be himself. And he was probably thinking, this is what my girlfriend thinks of me. And I went into OP's comments to see if we could find any additional info. And Ocean Torrent asks, Info, did you defend your boyfriend at all when you were with your family? Did you stand up to unfair and bad comments that your dad was making? Did you make it clear to your boyfriend you were on his side? Or did you just sit back and let the walls go for his throat? OP replies saying, yes, I was trying to de-escalate the situation. My parents weren't exactly welcoming, but instead of ignoring their BS, just this once, he went back and forth with them. I even tried changing the topic, but my sister kept circling back to him and teasing me. For example, he got me this cute necklace and she asked how much it cost. I didn't care about the cost at all. I was seriously trying to keep the peace, but then he just got mad. And you know, the question from Ocean was, did you defend your boyfriend? And keeping the peace isn't that, is it? Holy moly. Good Vibes 2020 says, well, why don't you find someone your parents like? I mean, Lord, you wait two fucking years to introduce them and completely expect them to change. That's so mean. OP replies saying, well, I don't like the guys they think are a good match for me, so that's never going to work. Administrative replies to that saying, do you detect the irony? You don't like the guys your parents think are a good match, yet you're trying to turn your boyfriend into one of them. OP replies saying, I'm not trying to turn him into those guys. I just want him to behave in a way that doesn't make us look bad in front of my family. I'm completely fine with him being himself when it's just the two of us. I never had a problem with who he is and I feel like people don't get that. Isn't it a bad sign that they all, apart from my brother, dislike him? And HSBGP asks, Info, are you financially dependent on your parents? OP commented before that, but then goes on to say, I don't really understand what you mean. I get an allowance, but that's my money, so they can't cut access to that. And I've worked at my uncle's law firm for about three months now, but gonna quit soon because I'm not passionate about it. I don't pursue jobs for money because I'd rather do something that interests me. So in short, I wouldn't say I'm financially dependent on my parents. And there's no further additional information after that, but a couple of comments from Roberta Biergaard, who says, you're the arsehole, you say you coached him on what to do, say, what to show, i.e. his tattoos. At what point were you going to show your parents your boyfriend and not this puppet you set up for their approval? I get it's a lot of pressure to deal with from family to keep up standards, but you've acted like you agree with those same standards wholeheartedly. Why not warn your parents ahead of time that he is tattooed so your poor boyfriend didn't have to feel like he was being hidden away like so much cat vomit? By telling him he has to appear acceptable to them, you're essentially telling everyone that you're ashamed of him. What was stopping you from telling your family about his tattoos earlier? Also, what was the plan for the future? Tattoos would have been seen sooner or later, as would his true personality. Shiny Littlefoot says, you're the arsehole, my love. If your parents base their respect on a person's background or tattoos, they are the problem, not your boyfriend who managed to do well for himself despite his background. Extra assholery is that you actually like his tattoos but pretend not to. In order to what? Impress your parents. Show them that you're a good girl. Yep, you're the arsehole, a pretentious one at that. And Tectali Zora who says, this is one of those rare posts where I know you're an arsehole from the title but every paragraph somehow keeps getting worse and you become more of an asshole than I thought. 
bright side, the hot tattoo guy is probably going to be single soon, so I have a chance. You're the asshole. <laughs> now, what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. And our next story comes from Living in Mountains who asks, am I the asshole for not continuing paying my parents' expenses after I got married? When I was 20 years old, I had a son and became a single mum. The dad didn't want to be part of my son's life. My parents offered me to stay at their house and mum could help with the baby. I thought it was a blessing since I now am responsible for my baby. I was extremely grateful. I worked harder than ever. I paid half their rent, $200 for bills at first. After months of this arrangement, my dad lost his job. My mum didn't work. I had a good job that was paying for me well. So I took on all the expenses of the house while my dad found a job. I'm talking full rent, groceries, utilities, TV, cell phones, gas, car insurance, even spending money for them. A year after, no luck finding a job, my parents tell me my dad will no longer be looking for a job since he is now old and tired, that I have been doing great at work and, and they see how I can support them. So we should now just keep doing this. At the moment, I was grateful for all their help with my son that I didn't disagree. This went on for three years until one day I met this guy who is now my husband. After getting married, my parents were expecting him moving in with us and we will continue this, but sadly, I didn't want to. My husband and I talked and we agreed to get our own place, start our own family, our own life and give my son a chance of a family. When we told my parents, they got super angry, saying they have no way to support themselves and I already had agreed to support them. Basically, I was their retirement. I didn't see a problem moving out since my parents are not that old. They are both 52. They agreed to let me move out, but I had to leave my son so I could still be supporting them. To which my husband replied, no way. Here's my stepson who I see as my own son. He is not staying here. My parents replied, okay, they can both move out, but she still has to pay for our expenses. I told them we could help them for a couple of months, but sadly, I couldn't keep paying all their expenses. Am I the asshole? Now, I may be looking a bit too deep into some of the sentences here, but some of them saying like, we'll allow her to move out, and but child has to stay, etc. It seemed a bit worrying to me, but they're 52. They're not at retirement age yet. They can go back to work and support themselves. It's quite that simple to me in this one. And I can't imagine many parents, even my parents when they were here, you know, relying on me to be paying them for basically their retirement and their future like that. So absolutely not the arsehole to me. But Mysterious T7218 says not the arsehole. They are 52. It'd be different if they were older. You don't mention disability, so I assume they can work. Walmart is always hiring. LugiML says not the arsehole. Your parents took advantage of your situation. You have an obligation to your son and now husband to put them first. I would understand if your parents were really old, 70 or something, but they are both young and could be working. They chose not to work to depend on you. Sick of driving says not the asshole. 52 is not too old to get another job. I get they helped you when you needed it, but you are not forever in their debt. Arinda Sarnia replies to that one saying, exactly. OP was essentially paying for living nannies. She has every right to end that arrangement. Though, that also means when she has kids with her new husband, she should expect to either find them outside childcare or pay her mother some amount for the time she watches them. If she knows she wants like five more kids and would want her mum to be their childcare, then she might decide to keep paying their expenses for a couple of years until she starts popping out more kids, just to be sure she have that childcare available when she wants it. But that's another matter. 
Ashes B77 says, absolutely not the asshole. You have paid them well for their help. However, you no longer need their help and now need to start planning and paying for your future retirement and potentially your son's college fund. They are only 52. They can get jobs and pay their own way. Give them the few months you said you would, then hold firm. My hairy left foot says, oh my God, you're definitely not the asshole. Like what the fuck? It looks like they just had someone pay for their expenses so they could just chill. Like they didn't do anything, even though it's easy to at least find a low paying job just to show they're trying, but they stopped trying. They relied on you. And now they're gaslighting you into paying for their lives. You are not their parent. They're yours and they don't treat you like a parent should treat their child. And wanting to take your child from you is actually emotional blackmail. They want to take your child so you would feel guilty for your child having a bad life without money so you would pay for their life. Now, what do you guys make of this story? How should OP deal with the situation? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another one. And our next story comes from Peprika221 who says, am I the arsehole for not letting my mother-in-law spend time with my baby unsupervised? I-31 and my husband, J-34, have a daughter, C, 10 months. Since she was born, my mother-in-law has been on at me asking when I'm going to have her ears pierced. C will not be having her ears pierced until she asks for it, so definitely not yet when she can't even speak. She says it's hypocritical of me considering all the piercings I have. Several piercings on both ears plus my nose. But my own mother wouldn't even let me get my earlobes pierced until I was 10. Mother-in-law had both sister-in-laws pierced when they were tiny. And she keeps going on about how it's better because they won't remember it. Jay says he supports whatever decision I make on the matter because I'm the one who would have to clean it. I stay home with C. Jay works full time. So a few weeks ago, mother-in-law was looking after C for us because I was going with Jay to his uncle's funeral. As I was coming down the stairs, I hear mother-in-law talking to C about how they're going to go out shopping and get some pretty earrings. I went into the room and told her in no uncertain terms that that would not be happening. And if I can't trust her to respect my decisions about my own daughter, I would find someone else to look after her. I managed to get my sister to watch her. Mother-in-law keeps trying to arrange to have her for a few hours. She even tried to offer to have her overnight so Jay and I can go out. I refused. I told mother-in-law she could come and visit her, but I no longer trust her not to get her ears pierced behind my back. So she would not be seeing her unsupervised. Jay and my sister-in-law think I'm overreacting. Am I the asshole here? I don't understand this logic, you know, that you think you could take someone's child and go and get their ears pierced in secret and think that's going to go down well and even doesn't apologize afterwards after they've been called out and said, look, you can't have the child unsupervised, doesn't apologize it for at all and in some ways sounds like still plans to make that happen somehow and thinks that she can overrule you as the parent absolute madness not the arsehole investigator okay says as a parent who actually had this happen not the arsehole and by the way i pressed assault charges and sued the company who did it without my consent and tiny rascal sora says not the arsehole she definitely intends to get her ears pierced i'm of the opinion that it's unfair to put a baby through unnecessary pain as they can't understand it vaccines serve a purpose and are justified but earrings don't your daughter will grow up just fine without them and can ask for them when she's ready. The bigger concern is mother-in-law not respecting your authority as the mother. Please don't allow her unsupervised visits with your daughter as she doesn't seem trustworthy. Nom Nom 83 was taken, says not the asshole. Of course her children think you're overreacting. They were raised by this human bulldozer and don't know any better. Their opinions on boundaries can't be trusted. 
Also the idea that your husband defers to you because you would be solely responsible for the care and cleaning just because you stay home. Like, is he incapable of holding a Q-tip between the hours of 6 and 8 p.m.? My point is that she is his daughter too and he absolutely has a vested interest in whether his mother goes behind both of your backs to do this. I don't envy you. This is what you'll be dealing with one way or another for a long time. Nut Michelle says not the arsehole. Your mother-in-law has proven herself to be untrustworthy. If she's willing to go behind your back and have your child's ears pierced, how can you possibly know she doesn't have more up her sleeve? Talea says not the arsehole. She's already proven herself utterly untrustworthy. She spent a ridiculous amount of time trying to guilt or trick you around your hard no. No, an adult with piercings is not hypocritical for not wanting to punch holes in an infant. Then you straight up caught her red-handed making plans to do it anyway. She won't accept your paternal authority. She won't get left alone with a child. Simple. And one more from Biking Ames who says not the arsehole. Just the fact that your mother-in-law hasn't apologized and promised that she respect your wishes. Pretty much guarantees she's still planning to go around you. Not to mention the unsupervised time block she wants. I think your instincts are totally justified. I demand an apology and promise not to get your daughter's ears pierced. In writing, to even consider allowing unsupervised access going forward. Now, what do you guys make of this situation? What do you think mother-in-law is planning? Do you still think she plans to get the ears pierced behind Opie's back if she gets the chance to? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And our next story comes from Bus Loser, who asks, Am I the asshole for ruining my friend's trip abroad and leaving early? My friends and I decided to take a trip abroad, and we were all really excited. We booked one of those all-day bus tours where there's multiple stops they can get off at to explore before getting back on. The problem started when we first got on the bus. There were five of us in the group. As we're getting on the bus, there's two consecutive empty rows of seats, which they instantly take. So now the four of them are sitting together without me, and I have to go and sit on the other end of the bus alone. I was a little irritated. I feel like we could have split up into groups of three and two instead of the four of them, and then just me but I didn't want to make a big deal about it, so I just sat by myself. The thing though is that this was a 14-hour tour and there were six stops on the bus when we got off and back on. Nobody even offered to switch or rotate seats. They just sat back down and made me sit by myself every single time. They were also talking, laughing, and even planning stuff for the rest of our trip without even asking my opinion in the group text. I was trying to be a good sport about it, but as the day went on, I kept feeling worse and more left out. After the tour, they all went out for drinks, but I just went back to the hotel because I was upset. I think it may have seemed like I stormed off angrily, but honestly, I was really sad. When one of the girls got back to the hotel, I told her I was upset at the situation, and she just blew me off and said, that's just what happens when you travel in odd numbers. 
I don't know what you want me to do about it. I was so upset that I just booked a flight back home for the next afternoon. We all got breakfast the next morning and they all talked about how much fun it was to get drinks after the tour yesterday without me. I probably seemed like I was being passive aggressive and angry, but I was genuinely just trying not to cry. So when anyone would ask me a question or try to talk to me, I was pretty short with them and seemed kind of cold. But I didn't make any snide comments or anything like that. Then I took my flight back home. Now I'm texting some of the girls about it and they're angry at me for how I treated them, saying that I was very cold and it was unjustified, how I was mean when they were trying to be nice the next day. They said if I was upset at the situation, I should have said something during the tour, which I probably should have. I just didn't feel like I should have to ask people to have some basic consideration for me. Anyway, now they all think that I ruined the trip, that it wasn't a big of a deal, and that I was mean to them, and I threw a damper on the rest of the trip. I feel like maybe I should have communicated my feelings instead of just leaving, but I honestly was sad and wanted to go home. So, am I the asshole for being mean and leaving early instead of just letting it go? Edit, we had to take the same seats every time on the bus because people put bags and stuff in the overhead containers. So we could have switched seats within our own group, which is what I feel they should have offered to do. But I couldn't take a stranger's seat to sit next to them at the next stop, if that makes sense. I kind of wanted to come into this one with an everyone sucks here verdict for the fact that you didn't speak out, you know, and you expected them to realize about your feelings, etc. But sitting back and picturing myself in this position going out with a group of friends, an odd number, I couldn't see myself leaving one friend excluded, especially in this situation, you know, they're two rows of seats and not offering to swap. I would 100% offer to swap in that situation. So I think I am going to go with a not the arsehole in this situation. It's an awful feeling to be isolated by a group of, you know, so-called friends. But RB1327 says everyone sucks here. Obviously, they are jerks for excluding you that way all day. But you should have instantly said something. Instead, you stewed and pouted and then left. Are these your friends or not? Because it doesn't sound like it all around. I'm always baffled by situations like this. I would have instantly said someone can sit with me in the back or at the very least told them before reloading that it was another person's turn for the solo ride. Lol. Sarakel Rising says in quotes, she just blew me off and said that's what happens when you travel in odd numbers. I don't know what you want me to do about it. And then says, I feel like there's a lot missing here, but I could be wrong. Anyway, if events unfolded as you described, I'm going with not the arsehole. It doesn't matter if there are odd numbers, common sense and decency says to split up and no one did that. You were left alone the entire time. Then they made plans and went out that night without you. How did they expect you to react or not have hurt feelings when they excluded you? Mademoiselle says everyone sucks here. Them mostly, they take a bigger piece of the pie for sure. They really should have made more of an effort to include you during the bus tour and planning. However, judging by what you've written, the way you reacted and responded to the situation could also play a role in this dynamic. When you pout, withdraw, and get short with people, a lot of the time they actually just leave you alone thinking that you want space. They won't necessarily run after you and double down in trying to include you, especially if you get distant or passive aggressive. I'm really sorry about what you went through. No one should be excluded and maybe these people aren't the best type of friends. But in the future, maybe you can try a different response, like asking if someone can switch seats with you, taking the initiative and offering plan ideas, even if they haven't asked you, and overall just including yourself. Others won't always do it for you and it's a really valuable skill to have. Good luck.
And Jessica Believable says, you probably should have spoken up at the time, but the fact that they're saying you ruined the trip when they basically cut you out is pretty rich of them. Not the arsehole. Corrode says, not the arsehole, you need new friends. I could never see myself doing that to someone. The least they could have done was rotate like you said. Get new friends. Now, what do you guys make of this situation? Do you think OP should have spoken out? Or do you think no, the friends should have realized the position OP was in? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. And our next story comes from Aleve who says, am I the asshole for telling a guy he's an adult and he doesn't need to ask his mum for permission to do anything? As a guy, 19 male, I, 18 female, know who is extremely sheltered. The most sheltered person I've ever met. He literally knows nothing about things most people know when they were 10. He gets made fun of very often behind his back by people who know him. And even the guys he considers his friends clearly don't respect him. They make jokes about him right in front of his face that he doesn't pick up on. But he doesn't realize this because he's so naive. His roommate told him about the rice purity test and the guy proceeded to go down the list asking things like what's a threesome and what's oral and what's stripping. The last one really blew my mind since small children know what it means to strip off your clothes. He also asked if it counts when you hold your mum's hand and when you kiss a family member. He was dead serious about everything. He got a score of 100. I knew he was kept in a bubble growing up. He was not allowed to access technology like a normal kid and he went to an academic prep high school with crazy rules. He also didn't have friends, I don't think. It's clear he's very socially stunted when you first meet him and I've mentioned in passing that my friends are drinking at a party and can't come tonight to something and he said dead serious in a shocked tone, what? Why would they do something like that? They are underage. But the rice purity questions he asked us were insane to me. I asked him if he went to any of the sex week lectures our school hosted where they basically give sex education to any students interested and it's actually very popular. It would benefit him immensely. He said no because he didn't want to learn about anything inappropriate. I lost patience when we were at a student event one night at 10 p.m. and he interrupted our group conversation to say how he had to get back to his dorm because he was supposed to call his mum every night when he gets back so she knows he's inside. And he was fretting about how she'd be mad and he'll be in trouble for being out so late. I pity him but at the same time he pisses me off. Most people find him pathetic and he doesn't realize it. I was like, you're an adult. You don't need your mum's permission to do anything. You're 19. Letting your mum tell you when to go to bed is pathetic. And he looked at me in a sad, wounded way like I attacked him and he wasn't expecting it. I've never met anyone like him. He is dysfunctional. Now, I think it will be a you're the arsehole to me. And the reason I say this is you say in the very first line that, you know, this guy, he's the most sheltered person you've ever met. And you know the things he doesn't know about. You know he hasn't got many friends and the friends he do have don't respect him and make jokes to his face. You know he's being picked on. And in the end, you know his life just isn't comparable to your one. And I think while saying, you know, you're an adult, you don't need your mum's permission to do anything, I think is a fine thing to say in my opinion. But calling him pathetic as well, isn't helpful, it doesn't help the situation at all, as this is just his normal life. Explain in a way that, yeah, you're right, you don't need your, your mum's permission to do these things anymore, you're an adult, but you have to come from an empathy standpoint about his background, the way he's been raised, the way that he's thinking in this situation. And again, I got to say, I don't think it's a bad thing that you encourage him to maybe do different things and 
and branch out and, and grow some confidence in himself. But the way you went about it in this one is wrong, in my opinion. So I will go with a you're the arsehole. But just no throwaway says you're the arsehole. It seems like you don't like this guy either and are making fun of him too. And you know you don't have to be friends with him. But stop being mean. Super Emu says, oh my gosh, isn't it so pathetic when people are brought up so sheltered? They don't know what has become basic life information and are so scared of losing the only people who accept them as they are. Even though they are the people who made you sheltered in the first place. I mean, super duper pathetic. Am I right? You're the arsehole. Disastrous Egg replies that saying, I mean, it is you're the arsehole, but this person is very pathetic. Pathetic. One, arousing pity, especially through vulnerability or sadness. Two, miserably inadequate of a very low standard. It sucks that their parents made them into a pathetic person who is scared of sex ed and not calling mummy every night because mummy makes you call before bed. But yes, this person absolutely fits the definitions of being pathetic. It's not nice to say to the person's face, but it is 100% accurate. Zazara the D&D queen says, you're the arsehole. I was all the way not the arsehole until you called him pathetic. Dude, he's sheltered. You know he's sheltered. He's been kept in a tight grip all of his life. And while it's a good thing to encourage him to push his boundaries and explore more, it's not okay to mock him for it. It might even make him retract from you altogether as he will feel like he can't talk to you without being mocked. Apologize for calling him pathetic and explain that you just want to help him learn how to be more independent. Romance and it says, you're the asshole. If you understand that the way he's been brought up causes all these things, then why be mean to him? He can't help it. Parental persuasion and rules can be hard to escape for people, especially people pleasers. He needs understanding and maybe to be given resources to see how making your own choices is okay. And one more from Okay Cheetah who says, I pity him. Letting your mum tell you when to go to bed is pathetic. He's dysfunctional. Most people find him pathetic. It goes on to say, sounds like you do too. In all of this, it doesn't sound like you try to understand where he is coming from in all of this at all. You come off as judgy and mean as the people that say these things behind his back. And on top of that, you chose to embarrass him in front of a group of people about it. You're the arsehole. Now, what do you guys make of this situation? How do you think OP could deal with it in the future? Do you think they actually like this person? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. A huge thank you for spending your time with me today, getting involved in the channel as always. It hugely helps out. It's absolutely amazing of you. If you have a moment of your time, would you please consider clicking that like button? Let me know what you're up to today whilst you're listening. I absolutely love to hear it. Thank you so much for your love, support and time and I will see you in the next one. Take care guys. Much love. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.